Schneider Electric is proud to sponsor this podcast series with a purpose to empower all to make the most of our energy and resources. Our mission is to be your digital partner for sustainability and efficiency. At Schneider, we call this Life is On. No more at se.com slash au. My name is Joe Taranto and I'm joined today by Ruth McDonald, Place-Based Planning Divisional Manager at Yarra Valley Water. And today we're talking about the role of water utilities in land management and biodiversity. Ruth, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Ruth, by 2030, Yarra Valley Water has quite an ambitious target to implement a regenerative approach to ecosystems. Can you tell us what that means? Sure. Uh, So as part of our 2030 strategy, we wanted to be quite ambitious um, and our board and our executive team looked at how we could improve in the environmental space and they looked at as you can imagine, carbon targets, um, circular economy, but biodiversity is another focus area that came up, um, which showed that we could have significant potential to make change. So why biodiversity? Biodiversity is basically the variety of life in an ecosystem. So I think plants and and animals, and it's important not just for habitat, for our air, cleaning our air, for carbon sequestration, for our health and well-being. And unfortunately, biodiversity is declining at rates unprecedented in human history. And Australia does not have a great record when it comes to species uh, dying off. We actually had the first climate change mammal extinction. It's very sad. But recently, uh, just last year, we went to a UN conference and we signed up, this was in China, and we signed up to what's called the Kunming Declaration. And it's similar to the Paris Accord for Climate Change that was signed in 2015 by 195 countries. And it's setting ourselves up with targets for the future that we're going to, um, you know, are going to flow right down to a company level. And as you know, companies set uh, targets around, you know, pledges to net zero around carbon. I feel like we're going to go in the same direction with biodiversity and be setting nature positive goals. And so what does that mean for a water utility? Well, we particularly wanted to look at our own land, um, also aware that we have a big impact on um, clearing vegetation when we undertake construction. And we actually, in a recent year, we cleared 33 hectares of vegetation, which is an area the size of the Botanic Gardens in Melbourne. So it's quite significant. So we wanted to have a look at how we could um, improve in that situation with biodiversity. And so our own land made sense as the best place to start. We've got um, 1,500 hectares of land, which is 190 properties. And those properties are sort of treatment plants, um, water storage tanks, pump stations. So we own a lot of land and typically we just use that land for operational purposes. But there's a lot more potential for that land because often that land is actually habitat for even threatened species. Um, It's not always just a matter of, um, you know, mowing the grass and cutting back the vegetation. You actually need to look at a lot more than that if you're going to look at habitat. So that's why we had a biodiversity focus on our own land. And you've done a large scale biodiversity audit. Is that because it's a great place to start? Yeah, we really wanted to understand our land because we'd never done this sort of thing before. And as I said, we had quite a lot of land. So we did an extensive audit with the consultants uh, Nature Glenelg Trust um, did the work for us, but involved a lot of our staff as well. So 
we did comprehensive data collection, any records of threatened species on our land or any species um, of wildlife. Um, we also did workshops across the business where we got perspectives from, um, for example, operators who had seen um, birds coming in or seen platypus swimming in the river adjacent to our sewage treatment plant. So we gathered all this data and um, put it together to categorise um, our sites. And it actually showed that we had some significant biodiversity values on our sites. So those values might be tall native trees, native grasslands, shrubs, um, you know, all that form habitat, rocky outcrops, what else? We have waterways on our land as well. We have 26 kilometres of, um, of waterways or drains in our, in our land. So there's a lot of potential for habitat there. And we want to look after it and not just do the bare minimum. As part of the audit, we actually found that we have 160 species uh, recorded of fauna on our land and 36 of those are threatened species. So that's mostly water birds, say at our treatment plants, like in our lagoons, and that was 75% of the records. But we also have frogs, mammals and other birds. Um, the growling grass frog has been recorded on our site, as well as the powerful owl, as well as the elfin copper butterfly, which is an endangered species. So we really have a potential to intervene and help these creatures survive. You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series, and I'm speaking with Ruth McDonald from Yarra Valley Water. And you mentioned the bare minimum often is mowing the mowing the grass or clearing vegetation that might be in the way or needs to, you know, getting in the way of, of repairs. How is a biodiversity or conservation approach different for Yarra Valley Water? Yeah, uh, it's a good question because, um, you know, we are keeping our sites neat and tidy and we're looking after bushfire risk, but there's actually a lot more that can be done if you have a conservation lens on that. So weeds are actually the second greatest threat to, um, to habitat after clearing vegetation completely because of European settlement. We've brought plants with us that can sort of take over like blackberries and ivy and willow and they take over, they smother the native vegetation and habitat. And that native plant may be a food source for a threatened species like a bird or a butterfly. And if it gets taken over by weeds, then you remove that food source and the species can die off. So we can actually play a role if we have that understanding. We can play a role in looking after the biodiversity and habitat. And has Yarra Valley Water started any pilot projects with this new approach? And, and how are they going? We've started a couple of projects and we're learning a lot from them. One of those sites was the Montrose tank site. Um, so that was one of our sites that had significant biodiversity values that came out of the audit. There were 12 sites that came out that way. And this site is a tank site um, and it's, a, it's cleared around the tank itself, but it's quite a large property and has um, tall trees, it has native shrubs in the wider site. And it's only 100 metres from the National Park, the Dandenong Ranges. Uh, and there were records in the nearby area of this threatened species called the powerful owl. It's a beautiful creature that dives down and collects its prey in the hunting ground, um, little possums that it eats or rabbits. Um, and we want to manage our site in the same way as they do the national park and as the neighbours do. And as it turns out, uh, there's a, a local land care group that all the neighbours are a part of 
So we're the only neighbour that's not part of that group. And it's almost like we're the faceless neighbour that doesn't care because we don't manage our land in the same way that the neighbours do. So by doing this project, we've been able to find out about that. And we've even um, had some staff go along to Working Bees with this land care group. So we're actually getting to know the community and forming a relationship with these neighbours at the same time as looking after biodiversity on that site. So we're going to create a weed management plan and have a... Um, have a, a you know a longer term view of that land and how we can look after the conservation and habitat as well as just the you know the mowing the grass the basics what you're talking about sounds really linked to what we we hear a bit around this concept of caring for country you talked about you know that pre-colonial um, remnant vegetation that there's important stuff there uh, how can we this work provide broader benefits perhaps by involving traditional owners, for example? Well, we definitely want to work with traditional owners for this project. Uh, Yarra Valley Water Service area is Wurundjeri country and we've um, engaged the land management unit of Wurundjeri, which is called Narrat Ranges, um, and Narrat means country. So we've engaged this on the project for early discussions and longer term, we're actually wanting to, some of these sites that have been identified with high biodiversity values, we're wanting to transition to a model where the Wurundjeri people actually work in partnership with us to care for country. And at the same time as caring for country, they'd be caring for the cultural connections that they have with the land. So we can help in reconciliation and self-determination. So it's a, it's a real, real positive outcome if we can build that partnership. You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series and I'm speaking with Ruth McDonald from Yarra Valley Water. People might be listening thinking, well, this sounds very expensive, you know, and costly and it'd be just cheaper if we just did what we normally do. How do you prioritise and, and fund this work that's different to business as usual? Yeah, it's a good question and we really do need to prioritise and think about funding. But the good news is there is money available, particularly for threatened species grants, and we've been successful in a couple already, uh, particularly on a site, um, our Upper Yarra Treatment Plant site. That's a site that it's on the Yarra River, the Birrarung, and it's got yeah, it's all been cleared for farmland as well as our treatment plant, but it's got natural wetland features and it actually um, has potential for habitat for two of our threatened species of Victoria, the faunal emblems, that's the lowland leadbeater's possum and the helmeted honeyeater. And this possum only has 40 remaining in the wild. It's, it's really sad, but um, Greening Australia approached us to say, do you want to regenerate the site and actually um, plant some vegetation, think about pest management and all sorts to create habitat specifically for these creatures. And that could create a corridor um, to connect with the Yarra River, with the nearby forest to actually um, you know, give these creatures a chance at survival. Um, we need to think about a number of factors in resourcing and um, how to budget for these projects. Um, an important element to think about is um, community benefits. Some communities or neighbours actually approach us um, about our land and say, you know, can we use it? Can we, um, can we do this or that? So if that's one element. Um, timing is another aspect. Sometimes there's a capital works project on the site, on the Montrose site, that was actually a, a tank um, refurbishment project that we're able to tap into and um, use the same, you know, people who were communicating with the customers about that to, um, you know, talk about this biodiversity work in the letter that we'd send about the tank. 
and would also compensate in a way for the um, the noise and disruption that the neighbours were experiencing with these capital works by doing something good on the land. Uh, the other thing is the environmental benefits. Obviously, you'd go for a project where you can help a threatened species. And the good thing about that also is there's a lot of grants available um, particularly for the large sites like sewage treatment plants. If you're going to regenerate a site, um, you can often get a grant um, from the government. And there's also opportunities to fund via carbon offsets or even biodiversity offsets. What would you say, with all of the positive benefits you've talked about today, to other utilities that might be looking at maybe a regenerative approach to ecosystems or setting biodiversity targets? I'd say go for it. I really think there's so much potential uh, that we need to tap into here. And if you look amongst your own staff, you'll probably find people who have real passion for this and have that knowledge of the conservation. And they'd be happy to jump in and help you find those grants that you can apply for to, um, to get some funding to do this work. Uh, and it's not going to be very expensive as well. And, um, and we can make a real change into the future. I've been speaking with Ruth McDonald place-based planning divisional manager at Yarra Valley Water. Thank you, Ruth, for your time. Thanks for having me.